Hi, I'm Lucas, or Pickle Darling, and I'm here to talk about my new album, Laundromat. Looking back on the last few years, what's changed for you since your previous album Cosmonaut released and what's it like looking back on that record? I think when you're when you're making an album you're just super like hyper aware of all the problems with it. Like all these tiny things. It's like, oh that hi-hat is like one decibel too high that totally kills the album. Everyone's gonna hate it. <laughs> just like this shit no one notices. I haven't revisited it in a while, but last time I did, I was like pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, this is a like a solid progression from the first album. Yeah, I've gone back to being quite proud of it, I think. I've moved flats since then. All my albums have been recorded in a different flat, but this is probably the nicest one. Yeah, I'm also on a, on a label this time. I was kind of finishing up the new album, and then I sent out some deranged tweet being like oh now i've got to send this shitty album to labels whatever and then uh for the first time a label actually kind of like approached me so i was like, oh <laughs> crazy i was i was kind of planning to just let this album i don't know i was in quite a bad headspace with myself musically um and i was just kind of like wanting to just dump this album on the internet i was kind of disillusioned and shit like that and then i got kind of another boost of confidence before this album came out. So I think a lot, yeah, quite a bit has changed actually. The making of this album actually was like, just wanting to start again and wanting to make something that felt like a first album again. I think because I was feeling, I don't know, I was working on a bunch of things and I think it's like when you reach some level of kind of traction you get a lot of like well-intentioned feedback from a lot of different people about like what I should be doing or like kind of decision smart decisions I should be making or like even stuff about the music itself and like maybe criticism I wasn't really ready for or that was even that helpful or like maybe a kind of vibe of like oh like if you're tr if you're trying to do this professionally like how come you're not doing this and this and this and it's like all that stuff kind of made me like depressed <laughs> and I was like oh actually then I got to a point where I was like actually none of these people know why I want to make music it's like maybe I maybe that stuff I actually don't care that much about so I just kind of made peace with that and I was like okay what does it look like if I just make music for myself when I did my first EP and I thought no one was ever going to hear it, that was so much fun. And I was just making really low stakes things and yeah, I just tried to approach it in that way of being like, okay, I'm going to make something without any of the pressure or just essentially make stuff that feels like rough demos and then not stamping out that initial spark and just letting all the songs be the initial burst of creativity and then not do too much to it, I guess.
I always kind of start before the previous ones come out because I'm always just making music. It's kind of when I move flats. <laughs> as soon as I move into a new space, I'm like, okay, now this is my head's just in a different space and I'm I feel ready to make something kind of new. So I think this one took me I probably started it in 2021, but like trashed it multiple times along the way and then picked it back up and <laughs> yeah. I think each album has like involved me getting a new instrument <laughs> or getting something new or whatever. Some sort of new development. This one, I'm trying to think. I think this involved kind of the opposite. I wanted to make something that felt smaller and less, it's, it's real funny now. I was like, the initial intention was to make something that felt a lot less electronic. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do the opposite of Cosmonaut. I want to make something that feels like a, I don't know, like an outsider folk album or like some old, I don't know, something that felt like just more out of step with everything and yeah, something that didn't feel too modern. And then obviously all that stuff sneaks back in, <laughs> so it's probably just just as electronic as the other albums. But I think I I think I wanted the feeling of like a folk album. Yeah, have something that felt more small and loose and a bit jankier and more i guess just like alive i guess my setup is like garbage like it's yeah it's just like literally my macbook which is about 10 years old now um and it's so slow and i have one microphone and I just kind of put the laptop like on the floor and plug the microphone on the floor and I have this like broken mic stand that can't point up so it's just like facing the floor as well so it's all I'm really bad at buying new gear I just kind of get used to all this broken stuff so it's like probably not acoustically the best space to make an album where it's like oh the mics are all pointing down I don't know I kind of like that I kind of like when an album sounds like whatever space it's in or you can hear like their shitty gear um like i like all the you know the microphones albums and it's like oh yeah you can hear the recording process in it opening tracks and closing tracks are always like I'm always writing them as the opening track or the closing track like I never I never end up with a bunch of songs and I'm like oh how do I arrange these I'm always like once the album starts to take shape I'm like okay now I've got to write track eight 
now I've got it right. <laughs> the opening track. Yeah, so I think when I came up with the song, I was listening to a lot of like, I don't know, like a lot of stuff like Iris Dement and Vashti Bunyan. And I was really inspired by songs that feel like they were just borrowing melodies from all over the place. Like these old folk melodies that feels like no one owns them. And they're simple kind of lullaby sort of melodies. So I just wanted to write something that felt like that. It's kind of how I approached the whole album. I was just like, I'm not worried about where, where I'm making something new or not. Like, I just want to make something that's like drawing from all this stuff I love. Yeah, so for me, it just felt like an opening track. It feels like waking up in the morning. It's just really simple. It felt like a lullaby to me, I think. When I was kind of feeling real shit about the album and going to dump it, then I, yeah, then I wrote that song and I was just like, for me, that's one of my favorite songs on the album. Like I'm, I'm, I'm real into like guided by voices where they have these super compact feeling songs where it's like, this is a minute 30, but it's full of, it's like packed with ideas, just like verse chorus. And both of them, you just put everything into like everything you can into them there's just a lot packed into it and there's a musician called katie kirby who put out an album i think a couple years ago or last year called i think it's called cool dry place i love that album that album gave me such a burst of like inspiration for for this song where it's like oh yeah every song on that album like the melodies do so much oh they go everywhere you want them to go and they go really high and really low and they go all over the place and they're just like not lazy they just bounce all over the place so i think i wanted a song that kind of like goes all the way up and down the neck and i i think that's where the inspiration came from the last time you said i was wrong to end my life around a song i climbed inside to cry I tied my stray hairs to the post and walk until I unravel forgiveness is great but so is hate 
circular lines. I think it wasn't actually going to be a single at all. The initial idea was to do, oh yeah, announce the album with a single and then have the other singles building up to the album release. But I think someone advised us on having a, a single for the signing announcement as a separate thing. Um, so we're like, okay, what songs do we, have we not used? King of Joy is pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, that was actually the first song I wrote for the album. Yeah, that was the first one that I was like, oh yeah, now I have a new direction for the album. I think that was when I was trying to make a Guided by Voices Game of Pricks sort of song where it's just real compact. And I was like, oh yeah, I want my next album to feel like that. A whole bunch of real short, super catchy songs. So that was the first one I, I wrote for it. second just acoustic kind of demo sort of song and then i was like oh this is like real catchy i'm gonna develop this into a full song the lyrics started to reference laundry and stuff and i was like oh yeah i should i should just make this a title track i don't have any title tracks yeah i just wanted to have a title track <laughs> basically there's a type of song like wilco does where it's like these mid-tempo almost folky songs that just keep a steady rhythm right through the whole song. I'm trying to think of some examples, but like just songs like that, where it's like quite simple, feels like a, almost like a children's song with the real cyclical sort of chords that it could repeat forever. It could just be one verse. I think I wanted something that felt like almost like a, a kind of campfire song <laughs> that just cycles around and had a proper structure, had a proper like, oh, repeating sections and yeah. I watch every person in the world place their love from the world to the casket in morning coffees and washing baskets. Let's go down. Let's collect, collect it, let's collect it. And when they're on the way to school.
of the last songs I made for the album. I was on a, I think I was on a road trip with my family. I think we went to like Hanmer or something. And I think we were listening to, I think it's called Searching, is it Searching for My Love? Searching for My Baby or something like that by Bobby Moore. Um, but Robert Plant and Alison Krauss did a cover of it on their latest album. And there's just like the repeating vocal kind of mantra at the start. The idea came from that that song, Searching for My Love, um, where this this kind of repeating chant that just goes on through. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't have any songs that have this like repeating chant like that that can just go under the whole song. That's actually where it where it came from. And then I had um, <laughs> I watched this movie called Love and Sources. It's this insane documentary about this guy he's like this kind of outsider artist and his art depicts this this relationship this ongoing relationship he had with an alien it's like you watch it and you're like this is wild but i i believe he believes it and he makes all this amazing art depicting different parts of different stages of their relationship and this encounter and it's quite funny but also like i found it so moving this encounter like a, a spiritual supernatural encounter that takes over your whole life
I think originally that song was like way faster and had vocals in it and the album was kind of done already and I was like and I felt like it never had a closing track I was just waiting on that closing track and then I had this piece of music that I've been working on for ages this kind of fast kind of little poppy song and this weird weird time signature that I could never finish I didn't know what to do with it and then often what I do if I don't know what to do with a song is strip it back heaps or make it really short so it's like oh this okay five minute song is now a really cool 30 second song (laughs) if i just take all the good bits and then cut out all the bits i don't like now it's like a really solid short piece of music or like a song that has vocals that are kind of average i'm like well actually it's like a really solid instrumental piece um so i reworked it and slowed it down and right through the album there's a whole bunch of like samples of um different like other friends and stuff or like people that are musicians or like adjacent to musicians because i think a lot of the stuff i was drawing from on the album like thematically was trying to return to why i was making music trying to make something that felt naive and why do i actually make music like if i ignore how people respond to it respond to it if i ignore how like I don't know, the the industry and the actual mechanics of putting out an album. I love just, you know, I love just listening to music at home. I love going for a walk, listening to music. I'll just like hum songs to myself. I'm like, oh yeah, that's like what music is to me. It's like we just sing songs to remember stuff. So I sent out a bunch of prompts to people that were very vague, being like, oh, just send me like a little voice memo of like literally anything to do with music, either a formative experience you had with music like a your favorite album or i don't know like why you make music or stuff like that so this song has one of those samples as well and that's uh tony stamp from rnz i was like it'll be funny to get like a music reviewer on the album especially because i think tony was one of the first kind of like big radio people to cover my music i quite like the conversation between music and music critics and stuff like that that whole world and I think it's quite important for music as well. So I think I just wanted to like acknowledge that as also something that inspired me or like was um, kind of important for my growth as a musician. I was like, oh yeah, like people that actually like gave my music a shot when no one cared about it. It's like, that's like important to me and I'm grateful for that. So I was like, yeah, I'll get Tony on the old.
This is Pickle Darling, and you're listening to Totally Wired on BFM. <laughs> 